What's going on, you guys? <laughs> Happy New Year. You know, we are, what, six days in into 2022. We are at a year mark of all that craziness that we had down at the Capitol last year, this time last year. But thank God, y'all, we made it. We definitely lost some great people, you know, family, friends, loved ones, people throughout the world, Um we need a whole lot of world peace, and I hope that you all are definitely staying safe, washing y'all hands still, and definitely making sure y'all wash that ass. But anyways, what I came to talk to y'all about today, just a little, you know, a little dipping my toes back into it. I'm definitely trying to make sure I stay committed. You know, that's definitely something that I really want to do. So I had to start off fresh. I'm like, let me get an episode out, not just this week, but at least this month. <laughs> I'm definitely going to attempt to do better. And I hope that you all listen so that I will stay attentive to make sure that, you know, shoot, tap me, message me, DM me, say, says, key, what's up? Like my girl, boo. Oh, what a a show it. Like, you know, help me. Because, honey, sometimes I need a reminder. I'm not even going to hold you. But anyways, that's not what I came to talk to y'all about today. I came to talk to y'all about one of my favorite books and movies. The Color Purple. So, you know, I've watched this movie, I I know, so, so, so many times. Over 100 times. Probably 200 times. I don't even know. But I've watched it enough. And the thing about the movie is especially as an adult eyes I see the movie totally different now and it was like I already saw it different as an adult but now that I'm a mother it's like I see it even differently now it's like I'm getting even more revelations from it you know and I had to talk to y'all about it today and I'm trying to think I feel like I possibly talked to y'all about the color purple but here we go again and you're gonna get it again and again and again because it's always just another message or just another analogy that you can get from it so I'm gonna start from the top learning from each other you know Celie and her sister Nettie. Nettie was the younger sibling but she taught Celie you know she taught her how to read right homegirl like I mean period if anybody is teaching you how to read or write like that person loves you and they have definitely some patience and I mean can you only imagine back in during that time I think the story started like in the 1910s or something like that I feel like it did but can you just imagine like you are someone you're you're the younger sibling and you're teaching your older sibling how to read and write you know you look up to them but really they look up to you Y'all really look up to each other, but it's it's always a little bit skewed because that relationship, everyone always feels like, you know, the older sibling is supposed to be the one that leads. But sometimes the younger sibling can take the lead. You know, sometimes that younger sibling just might make a little bit more sense sometimes. And that's all right. I mean, we all got to help each other out. So that was definitely reaching back, really being there for her sister, being her sister's keeper, you know, really cultivating their sisterhood you know for Celie how she was helping her sister she felt like she was protecting her like that was her main thing even down with their stepdad she felt like you know she had to get she didn't feel as though she had to give herself up but she had rather her stepfather mess with her than her sister like even that was one reason why she didn't want to leave originally to go get married because it was like she knew that he was going to go after her sister and that's why her sister ended up coming to stay with her and her husband mister for a little bit and um of course with that that didn't play out too well but i'm gonna move a little along 
So I know a lot about, you know, a lot of people through the time with the color purple. We always play about the Makidara. Ain't no ocean, ain't no sea. Makidara. Keep my sister away from me. Makidara. So <laughs> I was in tears tonight when I was watching that part simply because it was like, that hit me like you know sometimes in friendships friendships can get so faltering sometimes and it don't even be because sometimes things are going on with the friendship and things go on with people's lives in general and i know that definitely taught a lot of people during this pandemic everybody got a life everybody has something going on everybody's not going to be able to reach you or reach out to you or vice versa you're not always gonna be able to reach out to people you know but to know or to have a good friendship that ain't no ocean ain't no sea that can keep my sister away from me like that that's that's real like ain't no ocean ain't no sea like i don't care where you are i don't you don't care where i am if it come if push comes to shove like I'm, I'm gonna still be there. I'm gonna either I'm gonna get to you. I'm gonna get somebody to get to you. Want some way? What's the how the song go? I don't care how you get here. Just get here if you can, baby. Like that song touched me because it's like I've had some great, great friendships, sisterhood. You know, still continuing. I've had some great people to come into my life i've been a great person going into some other people's lives you know and to be able to share a bond and not even so much as a trauma bond like but being friends with somebody who can be there through good times and bad times and i think the bad times just outshine some of the good times that they're there because it's like you were there you ain't really have to be there but you were there for something that really was hurting me you know or whatever the case may have been but to to be just of a help a crying shoulder you know words of encouragement just being there literally just being there um but it's just so many times that people are really good friends and i think that we don't always discuss how you know because people always talk about oh these people fake i don't think that it's always displayed enough that it really is some great friendships especially with women like it can be some great women to be friends. Like, of course, it, you got you got some that's shady. Yeah, you got some that's shady. You got some that do not know how to be a friend. But I feel as though that I have came across more women. Let me rephrase that. I came across, I've entertained, let me, <laughs> the ones that I have entertained closely in a friendship way. Let me say that. I've seen more of those people be more genuine than fake. Now, if you want to just go in general of females that I have been around school or work or, you know, whatever the case may be, college setting, high school setting, um, life setting, church, whatever. No, I've definitely seen an uh, array of types of females. <laughs> but no, but getting back to the thing, so this thing, I'm trying to stay on topic, trying to stay on topic. Um, that was, it was like, you know, there was nothing regardless of life changes. Cause I know people get married, people have kids, people get divorces, um, people move away. You know, some people are in the military, you know, all of these things are life changes that are very different. And 
it may change the friendship in a way but regardless of that you have a good friend who is i guess regardless of the time that you may have not been able to speak but when you do it's like nothing changed you play catch up you know or they're just there when you need them and vice versa like you know we're not doing no dead end relationships okay so talking about the relationships in the movie, like Suge and Seely, they were indeed actually a couple. And you add Mr. to the mix, it's a thruple because Suge enjoyed both of them. Like even in the part after the juke joint fight, she told Seely, like, you know, um, what did she say? He was like, yeah, you mind that I have sex with Albert? And Seely was like, you, you like having sex with him? She was like, yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> she, she was like, she was like, you don't mind. Celia didn't mind because I mean, really, and Celia even told her then, like, I she acted like she ain't wasn't even there. She she was like, I act like I ain't even there. And Suge said, well, Miss Celia, that means you still a virgin. Which in reality, if you really want to be real and technical, which even happens with so many women, like this movie touched on so much. Like some women lose their virginity physically. But they don't lose it emotionally and mentally because or either it can be taken away that way, too. You know, like but to finally like when Celie lost her virginity originally, I guess you could say physically, was from her stepfather. And that was by force. He raped her. She got pregnant. Um, he tried to lie or whatever. They, you know, didn't try to tell her mom. I don't know why I'm guessing her mama was being stupid, child. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it was basically presented as though that she was pregnant just by somebody. And it was by her stepfather. So, that really took away. Then again, she was given away to a man, Mr., uh, that she didn't even she didn't ask to be married to this man she didn't want this man he had that he wanted he wanted her sister but her stepdad was not trying to give up the little sister and so he gave up Celia and the man took her so it was like you know once again you're going to someone who's taking you not that you're giving yourself away that you really want to be with so no she hasn't really lost her virginity like I know when I lost my virginity it was to somebody that I wanted to give it away to not to somebody that I was forced to give it to no and then when you even go into like I said some women they they a lot of women go through this where no their virginity is not their decision to give away so when you are finally able to give yourself away Celia was finally able to give herself away to Suge so that's who really took her virginity emotionally like she took she if she didn't really just have sex with her I'm gonna say she romanced her you know and not that I've ever been romanced by a woman but I am a woman myself so I know how or the things that I as a woman will do to romance a man and I know the things that I have done have had done to me to be romanced by a man um, you know, so when you are doing something that is very special for someone or that you're doing, cause for one, everybody, you not, you don't, everybody don't have sex with everybody the same. Like somebody can probably have the same person. They're not doing it the same. Like it is based off of chemistry. <laughs> it is based off of the romance, the relationship, all of that. Like even, I don't need, I don't care, period, point blank, period. You just, you just ain't having sex out here with this. You're not doing it the same. Even your past, present, future, you're not doing it the same. Because you can't take those same moves, like, period. But, and that's another topic for another day. But Suge was, Suge made, basically made Celie feel like nobody else had made her feel. And that was, she made her feel beautiful. She told her she was beautiful. And 
she was gentle with her. Every like I told you, all before, all the girl knew was just taken by force. And that's even, I know it was a post the other day that I saw where it was talking about, you know, in the black community, we always try to make sex seem like it is such this force and um, not so much as force, I'm sorry, but rough action. And sex is really supposed to be not so much as gentle, but intimate. And something that is intimate is something that you use delicately. Like, and it's not to say that people don't like it a little rough, you know, like a little, little pound town, but be a little bit gentle. Like, you want these ladies to be women. You want them to be feminine. Be gentle with, with them. Y'all just want to get into it. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. People can't do You don't just do that. You don't do that. And nobody was taking time with the girl. You got to take time with the women. You got to take time with them. So, you know, take your time. Do the romance thing. So, let me move along. Let me move along. And so, yeah. Um, with that, let me, sorry, let me, let me go back. Let me go back. So like in the book, Suge was, oh, oh, speaking on relationships once again. Y'all know how it is these days. Everybody, I ain't gonna say everybody, cause everybody might not, everybody could, I don't know. But some people in today's time have a little old thing. I ain't got an old thing no more. Um, that's neither here nor there, but <laughs> you usually have somebody or I have seen quite often people have this person that they just, they just go back to like, kind of like clockwork at some point in time, they will go back to them unless it has finally been broken where somebody has been able to break that, um, tie. And you can call it a soul tie. You can call it a relationship, whatever. Um, but when you have finally, you know, as a man or a woman, finally been like, you know, I don't want this no more. I'm tired of doing this back and forth with you. And that be that. But that with Suge, that was that was Mr. Stain. Like that was he always was going to bed. Like he was whenever he got a note, got peaked that she was coming to town or close to town, he was on that horse and <laughs> and Celie was his wife at home. But that's that's really sad. Like that's really what people been doing and they still do it. Like they will leave somebody at home that looks like they're so-called happy, but they're not to go find their happiness elsewhere. And that happens more than people like to be aware of, but stop guys, fellas, please stop doing that. If you got somebody at home that you don't want to be with, then tell them that. Leave them. Let set them up to to, to be great on their own or something. But do not keep hurting these women to go be with other women because you don't want to be at the house with that one. Like, no, go be with the one that you really want to be with. Point blank, period. So um, that's what what he was doing, and he even bought the woman up in her house. Now, baby, oh my gosh. When a man brings a woman, another, another, his side woman, his, his other woman, I ain't gonna call her his side woman because Suge was not the side. She was, she was just his other woman. Um, bought his other woman into the house when you do that. Like, and this woman knew. So, I mean, it's, I guess it's different as you knowing and not knowing. Cause if you don't know, you can't, you don't know that another woman is being brought into your house. But Celie knew and she took care of this woman when she was sick. And I'm gonna get to the part about the, when she was, when she called the song about far as Miss Celie's blues, like she said, cause she was, she scratched it out of my head when I was ailing. Boy, that meant so much to me because I remember 
I don't think I have talked to you all about this, but I suffered postpartum depression and even just life situations, period, beforehand. And I took that scratches she scratched it out of my head when I was ailing I didn't I I took it literal but I took it figuratively as well like to have somebody really help you out of your own head when you are going through or you know just help you with your scrambled thoughts you know or just help you by just being able to have someone as a listening ear like that is life-changing like it, it helps you sometimes it helps you to breathe again in a way that you didn't even realize that you were no longer breathing so for me that took me to a place of thankfulness um gratefulness um gratitude a sense of gratitude is the word that i wanted to get to um for the people the sisterhoods that i have had in my life who have been there at the times when i definitely needed them you know and even the times when i have been needed but definitely on the times where i needed someone because i'm a person like my friends know me (laughs) they they like you don't know what's going on with me until I actually really say something. And I mean, sometimes you can ask me, I'm going to tell you till I'm black and blue. Like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm okay. And other times I might just tell you everything. It just, I don't know. It just might depend on how I feel or whatever I'm feeling that I'm able to take at that moment. If I feel like, you know what, girl, I had enough, baby, let me tell you what's going on. I, I, I need to. But even sometimes when I don't even, I have not had the words to say and to have people who can either help get it up out of you or either just speak life into you or just talk about their own lives but it's helping you to breathe because it helps you to get your own mind off your own shit that's real like that that's that it helps and i'm thankful for it point blank period and that leads me to my next phase of deliberation at the dinner table like it wasn't just for Celia it was a domino effect for every woman at that table and that goes to say like there is power in numbers tell your story lift your voice you never know who you helping like at all point blank period and it was like when when Suge first it was it started off with Suge she was like is that how she was like Celia is coming with us she was like and he was like what she was like Celia is coming to Memphis with us and he said over my dead body she said that's how you want it and baby it was like it was like fire erupted Celia basically was like you know what I, I got time for this no more i ain't asked you for nothing i ain't never asked you for your sorry ass hand in marriage life but somebody tell you something like that they ain't ask you for nothing like nothing you try you done gave me nothing but hell and that was like sheesh and like her when she it was like once she said that baby girl squeak she was like you know what my name mary agnes my name ain't squeak like this is my name like you got to know you know what i'm going with them because them them women over there, they live their life, they speak in their voice. I'm with that. Sophia told you, you know what? I'm home now. I might, y'all might have got when the scene first started. I was looking down and out, but baby, my sisters, they standing behind me. I'm here. I am here. I'm here. I'm here. Sophia, home now. Things gonna be changing. She wasn't playing, and that's so real. Like when, when you, I don't know about y'all, but I came from a, a a good. I came from a huge family. I have a good amount of men and women in my family. But baby, them women now, when they fed up, when a woman's fed up, 
let me tell you, even when my, even myself, when you have been totally fed up, when you have found your voice, ain't no holding you back and ain't no shutting you up. Ain't none of that going on. And baby, I thank God for every woman that has ever been in my life and that has been a sense of strength because like I said, there's strength in numbers, there's strength in women, baby. It's, it's so much of domino effects with women and positive stuff too. Like you, you be needing to have you a strong woman around you because either it helps you to be stronger or it helps you to find your, your strength. It's, it's one of the two, either she going to help you tap into your own strength or she might be the strength that you need to lean on when you weak, but you gonna, you gonna learn to get some strength. And that was definitely what that was for that whole table. It was like, we here together. Like, ain't no way they about to take us all down. Celia got up out of there. She said, I'm gone. She threw them fingers up on him. And that was it. Like, he could have been got her, but he didn't because he knew better. And it was like, I think he did. He really thought that she probably did do something. And re- in reality, she did. As the movie went went along, them fingers did. She did put a spell on them. Like, the stuff is real out here. You got, y'all better be careful out here with the people that y'all do wrong. Some of the women out here, baby. Y'all either got some blessings on your life or either you got something coming to you because God don't play about them. But at the end of the day, that was good. And I did. I hit another topic. Let me see. I think it was one more thing. Oh, no, I think I, I hit it all. Oh, 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 one more last thing was the so when Sophia was awakened at the table, it was when Celie said a line and it really just hit me like this year when she said it was that she was like she told Harpo, she said, if you never would have tried to take take over Sophia, white folks never would have got her. And that was the truth. And that was that was the accountability moment for Harpo to realize that. Even though, shoot, I mean, Celie was originally the one who told him to beat her, but that was because that's what she thought. She was programmed, you know, Stockholm Syndrome and um, Stockholm, my apologies. But yeah, so she did originally tell him to beat her when they were younger, but he ended up doing it as like trying to really control her because that's what his daddy taught him. And that's what his daddy was doing to Celie. So he thought this was the right thing to do. And... He with him doing it, Sophia did finally leave. But when when you have a woman who is scorned like that, she's leaving with she might have finally left. She might even still have some strength, but she also has her guard up to be of security to herself and her kids in a no way imaginable. So to her, she felt like she had to stand up next to any and everybody who ever tried to play her. And Sophia wasn't gonna back down, no way. But baby, when that white man, um, no, when that white woman asked her, was she going to be her maid? She said, hell no. She meant that. Like, she wasn't even, I don't even think that she was trying to be disrespectful. It was just really like, no, I'm not coming to work for you. Yeah, my kid's clean. Thank you, I guess, for the compliment. But move along. No, I'm not coming to work for you. Hell no. And baby, I've had that. <laughs> I've had that attitude since I've been working. Like, I, I definitely respect those who, as far as my ancestors, who have came up, who have worked when it comes to actually domestic work. But sometimes you have to go for the job that you want, not as just what is provided. And that was something that I said, you know, that I did not want to do in certain jobs that I have had in the past. And I did not, especially when I was working in the hotel industry. I wanted the front desk. That's where I was at. 
I wasn't doing housekeeping. It wasn't that. And it wasn't even because the job was below me, but I know how people will treat you at those jobs. And they will treat you like you are the scum. Even if you work at the front desk just because you black, they will treat you so differently sometimes like you don't know nothing. And I was like, I just did not feel as though that was where I belonged to do certain types of jobs. So certain types of jobs I have never applied for just because of that, because of my ancestors. I felt like we have gotten to a place now that I should be able to do things that my ancestors were not able to do that they wanted us to do. To be able to do something for a good pay, good benefits out here. But yeah, she would have never been trying to been, uh, sorry, she would never have been trying to be controlled or having to feel like she had to go up against so much had he not done that to her. And that even goes with some of the things that men will do to women. And sometimes men, women will do to men. We put so much pressure on each other sometimes, or we do things that will give us trauma and you have to put up that shell, you know, that I'm so hard, I'm tough, this is that, because I don't want to be hurt again. And even like with some women and some men, once again, this ain't just no one sex thing. I don't want y'all to feel like I'm being biased. It is mostly about the sisters because the color purple was definitely for the women. Um, But I'm not trying to bash the guys. I don't want y'all to feel that way. But... Like I said, man or woman, people will leave you with so much trauma and it's not for you to leave it for the next person to clean up. But sometimes they are left there trying to love you. And you that's why you got to realize, like, you know what? I need help. I need therapy. I need time to be alone. I got to realize what is going on with me. Like, why am I so angry? Like, do that. Get some help. Because people cannot take on that. Like, and life is just moving on. Like, ain't nobody got time for that. Like, yes, I want to help you. Yes, I want to love you. But baby, come healed or either come healed or come ready to heal. It's it's one of the two. But you can't can't come not healed and then you don't want to heal at all. Nah, baby, you stay where you at. Either you come healed or you come ready to heal and open to the healing process because it's, it's it's a continuous thing and I feel like everybody should go to therapy if there's something they have been through that has had a trauma a traumatic response to them or they had a traumatic response to however you want to say it get that help baby get it up off your chest get it up out of you stress kills it is one of the top killers so get that help y'all be blessed I hope y'all enjoyed this. I enjoyed this. This was good for me. I can't wait to talk to y'all. I want y'all to let me know, like, what y'all want to talk about this year. Like, let's get this money first off, because we get definitely bringing some people on here to talk about some money things. Like, I definitely want to have better financial literacy for myself and definitely for the community. Peace, love, and blessings. Y'all be easy. 2022, what's up?